0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GBC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple: to love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. God, for people that just keep you in check. I think sometimes people just like to correct you. I think that's what it really comes down to. <laughs> But no, I was told that this Wednesday is not the first Wednesday of the month. So I was thinking that this week was the first Wednesday. So if you showed up this Wednesday, we wouldn't have service. So you've got a whole nother week and a half to prepare and get ready for it. So thank you. Thank you for getting me back on course. I appreciate that. So, shame. yeah, there's no excuse. You could say, oh, I have plans this week. <laughs> now See, God got you. See, he's got a sense of humor, don't he? All right, praise God. Hey, and one last thing you might see that we got our big kids up here. You might say, how come we got kids up here? I thought you just talked about having kids ministry. The last Sunday of the month, we have our big kids come up and just do church with us simply so that they can watch you and watch how you serve and worship God. And so make sure, at least on the last Sunday, you you make it look good, all right? It's the fourth Sunday? Well, the fourth Sunday. Okay, whatever. Come on. I'm, just, I'm coming and going, I don't know where I'm at, so anyways, alright, praise the Lord. Well hey, have you been enjoying these, uh, th- these messages during this series that we've been in? It's called A Year of Power, God's just stirring us up, and one of the things that God has just really stirred us up for this year, and really this is going to be our model for the entire year of 2018, and that is, is that it's going to be a year of making room for God. We said if we make room for God, we're going to make room for the power of God. And sometimes people will say, well, what do you mean make room for God? We're talking about God's attributes, God's character, God's wisdom, God's love, God's power, everything about him. We're just believing that God is going to begin to increase that in our lives. If you recall, we also said this in the last few weeks. We've been looking at Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. And Jesus is speaking to the church and he says this, he says, behold, I stand at the door of the church and I continually knock. If you'll let me in, I'll come and I'll eat with you and I'll restore you and you with me. So it's a real sobering picture because something that Jesus is telling us, he says, listen, I'm, I'm speaking to the church, my family, the ones that have received salvation, they're, they're going to heaven. He says, but I'm standing on the outside looking in. So in other words, we've made room for some other things in our life that has really displaced Jesus in our life. And he's on the outside saying, hey, I want to come in. Will you let me in? Will you make room? And if you'll make room, I will restore you. I'll make you new. I'll restore that which you once had. I'll restore the fire. I'll restore the, the zeal, the love, the desire that you have. Amen? That's God's desire. So in other words, what Jesus is saying, there's a scripture that tells us, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power. See, a lot of the church has a form of godliness, We do our religious thing. We come to church, but we deny the power. And God says, if you truly have me, you have my power. If you truly give place to me in your life, you'll see me work in your life. How many of you want God to be working in your life? So in other words, what Jesus is saying, he says, I want you to have a faith that is a functional faith. I don't want you just to have a religious faith. I want you to have a functional faith that can be used every day of your life. I want it to be functional. Now, we're here in January, and so some of you may have made New Year's resolutions that says, this year, I'm going to get healthy. Anybody says, I'm going to get healthy this year? I know that I have. I've I've saw myself in pictures, and this is like, dear God, I just can't believe I look. i got to get healthy, you know? Kids are young. They keep saying, let's go play. And I'm like, God, I don't want to watch TV right now. I don't want to, (laughs) you know, I got to get healthy. And so when it comes to your physical health, how many of you know that there is a functional fitness? You know, there's all kinds of people that will tell you how to do this and how to do that and, and tell you how to get in shape. But none of that matters if it's not functional. If I can't use it every day of my life, well, if you'll just take this supplement, you'll shed 50 pounds. Now, that's not functional. That's just fairy tale. Well, if you just cut out the carbs, if you just do this, if you just do that, I need it to be functional in my life, right? If you'll work with a trainer, in fact, we have a a gentleman, Cody, on the guitar over here. If you didn't know it, he is a certified trainer. He's actually helped some people within the church. And so if I was to get with him, he would say, here are some things that you need to do to make your physicality, your health functional. This is what you can do every day to get fit in your life. And so many times we think, well, I've got to have all the latest and the greatest. I've got to have the great membership. I've got to go to this gym. I've got to have this kind of workout equipment. I've got to have this kind of spandex or whatever it is. <laughs> got to have all the equipment just so that I can get physically fit. But that's not functional. I need a functional fitness plan to help me get healthy. And there was one individual that I heard. He said this. I, I got brought, brought this with me. Anybody know what that is? It's a kettlebell. Now, you see, there's all kinds of new things that they come out with, but this is kind of the new, newest thing that I, I guess they've been using for, for quite some time. There's all kinds of things that you can do. I ought to have Cody come up here and show you what he can do. I'd I'd embarrass myself. But, you know, there's all kinds of things that you can do with this kettlebell. And one uh, fitness guy, he said this. He says, you don't need all the fancy equipment. He says, I can get you using one of those kettlebells, and I can make you hate your life. He said, that piece of equipment... I can give you the exercise and a functional fitness with just that one piece of equipment that will put you over in life. The question is, is do I know how to use that simple piece of equipment? It's very simple. It's just one thing. But if I learn how to use that one simple tool, it becomes a functional part of my life. That's what God's saying. If you'll make room for me in your life, you will begin to have a faith that is functional, that is usable, that isn't just from Sunday to Sunday, but it's something that you begin to use every day of your life, and you begin to grow in success in your life. Amen? Now, some of you may have gym memberships. There's a new one, well, it's been out for a while, I shouldn't say it's new, but it's kind of the, maybe the newest one on the circuit, and it's called Planet Fitness. Anybody got a membership at Planet Fitness? Several, several of you do. Well, do you know what their motto is? Their motto is judgment-free zone. So in other words, when you come to this gym and you're looking to get healthy, no judgment here. We're not going to judge you. You just come and you do your thing. In fact, just to make things better, not only we're not going to judge you, but like, what's it once a month, we have pizza buffet. Just come in. It's free. Eat all you want. I mean, it just sounds like it's counterintuitive. I mean, it's just like, what? We're not going to judge you? I mean, pig out on the pizza, and we're still not going to judge you. Right? Judgment-free zone. But let me tell you, when, they, when it is functional, when it's working, there is a judgment that comes with it. Because you can't have functionality without a judgment to tell you whether it works or it don't work. Right? I mean, I don't want to work week after week, week after week, and thinking, I'm looking the same. And the wife's saying, You look the same, right? I want some changes. I want to know that there's some changes in my life. And so, therefore, when it's functional, it allows me to judge and know whether it's working or not. I told you that Cody is a physical fitness trainer. If I was to ask Cody to train me, do you know that he's going to judge me? He's not going to be judgmental, but he's going to make a critique of what I'm doing. And without that critique, I don't know whether I'm making progress or not. Does that make sense? So if I'm living a functional faith, there is something that is telling me that there are results that are taking place or that there is not. And when I tap into a place of giving God room, there is power that is available that begins to produce results. What's the definition of faith? Hebrews 11.1 one says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So in other words, the definition of faith is, I believe that there is a reality of something that I cannot tangibly see or touch. Right? I have a belief system in something that I cannot see, but there is a picture in my mind and a goal that I'm striving for. Why do you work out? Why do you have a physical fitness program? Why is it that you look in the mirror and say, I don't like what I see? And then as you purpose to work out, do you continue to work out with no expectation of change within your body? No, you have an expectation because you saw a picture of what you want to look like. That's faith. That's functional faith. But now let me ask you this question. What is the opposite of faith? Help me out. Give me some answers. Fear. What? Doubt. Worry. All great answers. Doubt. Unbelief. Fear. One priest said this. He said, the opposite of faith is certainty. Come on, let's think about that for a moment. The opposite of faith is certainty. What's that mean? God, I got this. I'm good. I can figure this out. How do we live our lives as believers? We live our lives as though God, I'm a part of the family of God. I just want to do things my own way. I just want to do my thing. I don't want you having any judgments or critiques in my life. Does that make sense? We live life like I don't have any need for God. And really what that is, is simply like having an occasional fitness. You know what an occasional fitness is? Rather than having a fitness plan for life that is functional, I have an occasion fitness. What that means is... We're going on vacation. We got a cruise planned, and I'm going to get looking better because I don't want to look like I do right now because when I get on the boat, I want to kind of lay out in the sun. I want to feel better or look better. There's an occasion. Or we're getting married, and I want to shed some pounds. I want to look better or feel better. There's an occasion. Are you tracking with me? And that's oftentimes how we live our life with our faith. What's the occasion? Is it short term? It didn't work. I give up. No. God wants us to continue to have a faith program that is functional every day of our life so that we begin to walk with him and have victory and success every day of our life. But it's got to be functional. It's got to be something that I can use. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians, they just show up on Sunday for the event. They go through the spiritual exercises on Sunday But through the week, I live like hell. When it comes to Monday, I'm fighting with my baby's mama on Monday. I throw them back on Tuesday. I'm wasted on Wednesday. I'm toking it up on Thursday. And Friday is finance day, but my bills have already taken all the money, and so I'm broke as anything else. Well, at least I got Saturday. I can sleep in on Saturday. Oh, now it's Sunday. I can sing on Sunday. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty I'm free at last. Come on. Is that a functional faith or an occasion faith? God wants us to live a life where Monday I I wake up and I don't have the Monday morning blues. I've got the Monday morning shout. I wake up on Tuesday. I'm not worried about what Tuesday looks like because I've got triumph on Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm still winning on Wednesday. Oh, when it comes to Thursday, I'm triumphant on Thursday. On Friday, I'm still fighting the fight of faith on Friday. And when I'm coming to Saturday, oh, I'm singing and shouting the victory. Why? Because I've got a functional faith that's not just for the occasion But it's for the opportunity of experiencing victory through Christ. Now don't judge me pastor. It sounds like you're judging me. It sounds like you're making some judgments in my life. And how I live my life. Okay. Then let me challenge you right now. Why don't you pick up that weight. Why don't you pick up that weight. Because that weight. Is really the expression of your faith. Let me see. How successful your marriage is. Let me see how successful your kids are let me see your finances let me see your your love walk with your neighbor let me see your 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 health let me let me see how you act when the diagnosis comes in and says it's a dire report let me see how you act when the the bank calls you and says you're losing your house let me see you how you live your life but that's hard pastor it's too heavy to carry that weight. No, it's only 30 pounds. It's not a hard thing to do. It just needs to be functional in your life so that you learn how to use it when the tests and the trials come. Right. Come on, am I preaching to anybody this morning? See, God wants us to have a faith that we can trust Him. When the times get heavy, I've got a functional faith that works every time and I find success and victory in every aspect of life. Do you remember there was a man by the name... Or didn't give his name, but it was, he was at the pool of Bethesda. And when he was at the pool of Bethesda, the Bible says that there was this multitudes of people that were around this pool, and people uh, the, the angel of the Lord would stir the water, and the first person that got into the water would get healed of whatever their ailment was. And the Bible says that Jesus was led by the Spirit of God and went over to that man that was crippled, and he went up to him and he says, Do you want to be made well? And the man responded and says, I have no man to put me in the water. So in other words, he says, I can't. I don't know what's worse, if it's the person that says I can't or the person that says I won't. Because God says, I want you to have a faith that you can begin to trust me. Well, now listen, pastor. My faith is a private matter. You're getting up in my business right now. My faith is a private matter. Is it now? Because Jesus, when he came and he would minister to these individuals, many of the times when he would minister to those that were afflicted, those that were sick, he did it on the Sabbath. And according to the religious custom, you were not to heal or do those kind of things on the Sabbath. And you know, there were those Pharisees that looked good on the outside that had an occasion faith. And they came and they consistently uh, uh, rebuked Jesus for healing and doing those things on the Sabbath. Here's what Jesus turned around and said. He says, how many of you will take your livestock and water them and feed them on the Sabbath? He says, don't you do good things for your livestock? He says, then why is it that you have a problem with this? What did Jesus really say? He says, you've had this system of occasional faith. And it's not working. It's not getting results. There's no power. He said, but I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to have a functional faith to trust me. And when you trust me and make room for me in your life, you'll make room for the power of God. Well, pastor, now, I grew up in church. I grew up in church, and I'm coming from a long line of preachers and teachers. And, ah, that's my... How's it working for you? Come on, show me your functional faith of victory and success and overcoming. Or are you just barely getting by? Come on, am I talking to anybody this morning? Amen? How's it working? God wants us to have a functional faith. I was coming home one night from Bible college. I was teaching down there, and as I was traveling home, I was listening to the radio, and it was a program that was, it was a talk show talking about fitness. And this physical fitness trainer began to share some things, and it was the first time that I had ever heard this, and it was something that I'd actually thought And after he begins to share this on the radio, it made me have tremendous respect for him. Because here's what he said. He said, you know, there's all kinds of fads out there. There's all kinds of workouts. There's all kinds of diets. He said, but listen, unless it's functional, it don't work. He said, if you've ever seen a man over the age of 40 that was physically fit, he's intentional. He said, if you ever see a woman over the age of 35 that has a good physique and looks very nice in her physical stature, he says, she does that on purpose. He said, now, there are the exceptions that there are those that just simply have the genetics, but that's far and few in between. And he said, if you see somebody that looks good, they do it intentionally. And he said, and that's not just 30 minutes of walking a week. He said, it's at least five days a week. What's he saying? It's a lifestyle. It's something that you apply to your life. It's not just showing up at the 30-minute service and saying, God, I expect my life to look great. I expect to have victory, God. I put my time in this month, and I'm expecting great things. No, he said, it's got to be a lifestyle. Are you here? I'm talking about making room. I didn't say you had to kill yourself every day. He just says, make room. Make room for me. Make room for me so that as you make room, your faith begins to grow. As your faith begins to grow, the power of God begins to show up. You can't experience the power of God just coming to church at Easter time and on Christmas. It's about living a functional lifestyle of faith, putting God and making room for, your, for, for him in your life. Can you say amen? I don't know if this is helping you, but this is a good preaching. So how do I do that? How do I make room for God in my life so that my faith becomes functional? Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 says this. For my determined purpose is... See, there's intentionality. My determined purpose is that I may know Him... Know who? Jesus. That I may know Him, that I may, may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his presence more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection which is exerted over believers. The King James says that I might know God and the power of his resurrection. Did you notice, in order to experience the power of God in your life, you've got to know Him. Listen, if Jesus is standing outside of your door knocking to get in, I didn't say that you're not part of the family, but I guarantee you if He's standing on the outside knocking wanting to get in, you don't know Him. Because if you truly know Him, He just comes in, hey, hanging out, come on, this is what we do. Right? That I might know Him and the power of God. Of his resurrection. How do I get to know him? Look at what it says here in Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 16. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. So the power of God is associated with the gospel of Christ says, for the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 17 says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The gospel is the power of God. And if I apply the gospel, the word of God to my life... The power of God shows up. And it gives me the ability to have a functional living faith. See, I've got faith. I've got a functional faith that works. Amen. How do I live by faith? Notice what it says here. Paul, the Apostle Paul writes this in Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 17, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you might know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power. I said to you the very first week, as a pastor, I want to say, let's be all in. Let's be sold out. Let's be fired up. Let's just go buck wild for God. Let's just do everything that we can to have a place in our life for God to where we just totally are on fire for him. But I said, I realized that that is unrealistic for so many individuals. So what are we going to do? We're going to make room for God. We're going to make room for God. And notice what Paul says when you make room for God, he says it's not about your dedication, it's about your revelation. I'm praying that you would have eyes to see. See, I can talk to you all day long. Let's be dedicated. Let's be dedicated. Let's be dedicated. Let's be dedicated. But your dedication is a byproduct of your revelation. The more you get to know Him, the more dedicated you become. If you'll get revelation of who Christ is and what He's done for you, you'll never struggle with dedication another day in your life. I just want to be fired up for God. I want to be sold up for God. The man with the withered hand. The man that was healed at the Pool of Bethesda. Once they experienced the power of God, the Bible says that they started telling others what Jesus did. Why? Because they came in contact with the power. And now there was this living hope on the inside that became a functional faith where they began to live it and tell it. Who was this man that you said healed you? I think they called his name Jesus. Come on. God wants us to experience the power of God. And lastly, I want you to look at this in regards to having a functional face, faith. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. It says, For physical training is of some value, useful for a little. But godliness, spiritual training, is useful and is of value in everything, in every way, for it holds promise for the present life and also for the life which is to come. There is a spiritual exercise. There is a spiritual fitness. There is a functional faith. How do I grow in my faith? Make room. This thing called the word of God. Make room for this in your life. The gospel is the power of God. The word of God will begin to give you Revelation as to who he is. And revelation will create dedication. You don't have to try to muster it up. It's just something that begins to grow. Does that mean I've got to read two hours every day? No. Start reading two minutes. Take a verse. Just begin to start fellowshipping with God. And you will find that there is a power available in your life to help you succeed help you have victory. It'll change the landscape of your home, your marriage, your family, your kids simply because we choose to make room. When you make room, you'll have a functional faith that releases the power of God. Amen? Let's stand. With every head bowed and every eye closed, We've been challenging you just to grow. To give God some room in your life. I trust that you've been sensing that pull. And so I want you just to begin to see your week, see your days. And make preparation to make room. Get up five minutes early. Spend time with him. Shut the TV off at night. Spend time with Him. God will give you direction if you'll ask for help. And He'll help you find the room, find the time, find the place. Let's just grow this year. Grow in faith. Grow in success. Grow in victory. Through Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for every single person that's in this place. I thank you that, Lord, you're challenging our heart To take the next step. To go further with you. To trust you. To make room for you. And so God I thank you. That it's not a difficult thing. It's just a matter of prioritizing. So help us in it Lord. Give us strength. Give us wisdom. And God we thank you that as we do. You'll meet us there. And that it will become real. It will be tangible. In Jesus name. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.